articles and on the cover. Don't discuss the baby mother. Business, I've been in this third up you can't tell me I witnessed first handed. I'm candid, you can't stand it. Respect demanded and get flown around the planet. Rock hard like granite or still people feel. Barring Hill from New York to Israel, and this is real, so I keep making the street ballads while you look at the dress and go with your tough salad. Uh, you can get the money, money, get the power. power. Keep your eyes on. Keep your eyes. That was a snippet of Final Hour by Lauren Hill. I am Stacy, and I am Adila. Welcome to our podcast, Sit at Our Table, Present and Black. This week, we are going to do a cognitive reframe. So I wanted to offer you all some steps that you can use to reframe your subjective anxiety. So the first step is write down your thoughts, whatever is, you know, keeping you up at night or, you know, occupying your mental capacity so that you can't focus on other things. Go ahead and um, jot those down in your journal or on a scratch sheet of paper so that you can get them out your head. Once you, after you um, jot those things down, then you want to start fact checking. What are those things that you wrote down? What are um, based in reality? And what are, you know, grandiose thoughts? After you fact check, then you want to switch from asking, is this true or is this helpful? Is this something that's just taking up my mental space? Is it something that's based in reality? And is this something that's helpful to me to keep in my mental capacity? The fourth step is ask yourself what you'd say to a friend with the same thought, right? So that the advice that you would give to somebody else and when they came to you with that same situation, what would you say to them? Five is go for realistic, not positive. I know that, you know, especially now we want to try to gear in the the state of um, optimism, but you want to try to base your problem solving in reality, not just what's the most positive or the, the best thing to do. This sixth step is to swap finding the bright side with finding meaning. So try to find the rationale or the reason why you're having these thoughts so that you can address the underlying issue. Because if you just focus on finding the brighter side or finding the positive out of it, then you won't really understand why these thoughts keep reoccurring. Step number seven, turn a thought into an action when you think sorry, turn a thought into an action you think will make you feel better. So do something that you feel will be conducive to, you know, upping your mood and making you feel like you're making positive strides toward leaving that that, um, stressor. Number eight, stick with reframing strategies for at least one week before switching it up. So when you do cognitive reframes, that's why, you know, I try to mention them weekly so that you're not changing your strategy every week. Cause if you're changing it too, cons- too often, then you can't be consistent and you can't see change. So whatever reframe strategy that you apply, do it for at least seven days in order to see results. And then num- um, step number nine, last but not least, know when reframing is not the best tool. Cause sometimes you need to talk to, you know, a mental health professional or you need to um, bounce ideas off of another person. And so it's really important to know when reframing Um, is a helpful tool versus when it's just um, delaying the inevitable, which is going to talk to a mental health professional. And there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. Um, Even, you know, even when we pray, it's good to talk to, sometimes it's good to talk to um, a licensed uh, therapist so that you can get a professional and helpful opinion. So those are the nine steps that I have to reframe your subjective anxiety. I hope they're helpful. And you guys let me know how that works out for you. Let's get into this week's isms. What's your space? Well, first, that was awesome. Thank you. I was going to ask you to send it to me, but then you were like more steps. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read all that. So <laughs> so yeah, it was good though. I, yeah, that's dope. Thank you I for will, that. I will send it to you still so that if you find yourself <laughs> desiring to want to implement some of those changes then you can I think I think the steps sound more overwhelming than they are but I wanted to break them down um instead of giving y'all like bites or giving y'all like a whole mouthful one to give you bite-sized pieces so that it's something that can be workable but I'll send it to you and then you can do it at your discretion okay thank you you're welcome You were like overwhelmed immediately. Lost me at six. Didn't lose me, but I was just like, you know what? This is a good spot for me. (laughs) And this is where we part ways. (laughs) 
All right. My ism is um, generic versus name brand floss. So I ran out. So there's a certain type of floss that I use that I come to really like, and I have ran out. So I had to, um, I found some floss, you know, when you go to the dentist, they give you a toothbrush and some floss. So I found some of that and I was like, all right, I'm just going to use this so it can hold me over. (laughs) So I'm using this floss. It was such trash. So I don't know if floss expires or what, but the wax on it, it was like literally coming off while I was trying to floss. And I was like, what is this? I was so (laughs) frustrated and I'm just like, I can't, I, I need to go get some floss. Um, so I held it off. I was like, I'm going to throw this out after I get my floss. It was just a waste of my time. So anyway, I went to Costco looking for this certain floss that I use. They didn't have it and they had the same brand, but not the same. Um, you know how different brands have different types. Yes. Sub brands. Yeah. So they had a, um, what looked like to be a reputable sub brand. (laughs) Here I am in Costco with my phone trying to do um, on the spot research and comparing the two. And I'm just like, I can't find any information about this brand that Costco is selling. Um, And it looked to be like a a higher or better brand than what I use, but I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna just wait. And I'm gonna go back to like Wally World and get what I know I, I need. So I went to Wally World and I was like, all right, when I get in here, I'm going to compare the two brands and see if they have them. They did not. And I'm just like, well, what, what you got going on, Costco? What, what secret? Um, I don't know about that gives you access to this floss that nobody else is selling. I only right. search for a store, so I don't know. But anyway, to make that very long story short, I ended up getting my floss, the normal floss that I like to get. I got home and I immediately threw the trash from the dentist. Um, Do the trash in the trash. Yeah, that's what I did. And then I said, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday because there is a difference. You just can't buy any old raggedy floss. Um, You just can't. It's not the same experience. And Mm -hmm. I need the floss to glide through my teeth. Yeah. Between my teeth, rather. Mm -hmm. um, And massage my gums properly. Not... not leave things behind. I don't want to go on a treasure hunt later while I'm eating. I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> a treasure hunt while you're eating. <laughs> In my food, I've been seizing it with um, wax. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's my ism for this week. So, you know, I ain't telling y'all what to do. I'm just saying there's a difference. And if you haven't tried a difference, a different, if you're using generic or lower quality dental floss, I would encourage you to, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Up upgrade. upgrade, yes. And um, try something different and, and see how, how your gums feel afterward. Try something different. Yeah, no, I feel you. I hate the floss that you get from the dentist. I, you know, because it's, I'm sure it's just like little free samples that they get when like the people come and, you know, drop off things or whatever. But um, it always leaves, like you said, that wax behind it. I'm just like, I don't. I don't know what this is and I don't want to ingest this. Like this is not, it doesn't feel nice to me, but um, I do like, like a particular, and then like there are some, like you said, some of the waxes or the, the floss have like peppermint wax on it. That like, it's supposed to fall off in your mouth to like give you the fresh feelings. I don't want that. I just, I just want the floss. Mm-hmm. So I feel you on that and I, I can only use particular ones. I can't use the ones that feel like um, ribbon. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's really fine and it kind of feels like, um, feels like ribbon. Like that's not like the best way I can describe it. I need mine to feel like tinsel. Like I need it to be strong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can like whip it like a lasso, you know what I mean? But um. And you know what's so funny? I think that, you know, this is like off tangent, but whatever. Back in the day, my my dad used to pull my te- our teeth out with floss. The floss that they make now, that little scraggly stuff, wouldn't even do nothing. He used to oh, take yeah. he used to take floss and like tie it in a knot and then put it on the tooth that's loose mm-hmm. and pull it out. And you know, with the with the bad floss that we've got from the dentist, that stuff we used to, to used to break and used to get so frustrated. He's like, where, where do we get this? <laughs> where did this floss come from? 
<laughs> but the good floss used to be able to yank the tooth out and be good. But, oh, the good old days. <laughs> I know, man. Back back when they used to make stuff of quality and people took pride in their in their product. <laughs> Whew, the world we live in now. People just be like, here, take it, you'll buy it. Could you could you need it? We have nothing else. Yep. Trash. Trash mm-hmm. city. I feel you though. Generic versus name brand floss. I'm here for it. All right. My ism this week is, you know. Um, ties into what we talked about last week gifting something and you don't tell me that you want it like I hate 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 if I give somebody a gift and they aren't immediately excited about it and I'm like like, oh thank you no you don't like it but say you don't like it don't be smiling in my face and then later on you'd be like I'm never going to use this I'm going to give this to somebody else no tell me because if I'm buying a gift for you I want I'm buying it because I want you to find you know value in it so my feelings will not be hurt if you tell me you don't like it what my feelings will be hurt about is if I spent my hard-earned dimes on this present for you and then I turned around and you didn't gave it to somebody else and because you, you <laughs> forgot that I gave it to you and we're at the same party and you give it to somebody else and I see it and I'm like uh bitch I gave that to you or if like years down the line you thought oh yeah you gave me that and I didn't like it so I just gave it to the goodwill or gave it away and I'm like excuse me <laughs> no absolutely not because I would have rather had taken it back and gotten you something that you actually wanted mm-hmm. so Cause I mean, and I'm a sentimental type, right? I like, if I, if somebody gives me something, I like to hold on to it and I'll be like, oh, my friend gave this to me or this person gave this to me. And that like, that means something to me. And so I try not to re-give and I'll tell somebody, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, but this is not really my style. So can I have the gift receipt so I can take it back and I can still think about you because your money still paid for this, but this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. So Say something to me. Do not just be keeping my things and thinking you're doing me a favor because you're not. <laughs> be like, oh, you're somebody else's house. That looks so familiar with the same engraving. That <laughs> <What? Ooh. laughs> that would upset, honey. I about to fight people. That is so whack. Whack a doodle sauce. Well, this story that <laughs> reminded me of something. Um, I think maybe like a few months. I don't know. I had met you and <clears throat> I was at the store and I took a picture of this lamp and I was like, Hey, do you like this? It was just real. Yes. Yes. You were like, <laughs> yeah. And then I showed up with the lamp. That was your gift. I don't know. Was it a house? Yeah. Yes. Just, the PA. Yep. I um, loved that lamp. Do you hear me? I kept that lamp. That lamp made it to like eight moves. I had a lamp for years years I had that lamp and we were moving and um I tripped and it fell and I just like cried and my husband was like we can buy another lip but I was like but my friend gave it to me (laughs) so sad (laughs) I love that lamp because you gave it to me and it was a nice lamp yeah it was I was looking for a lamp like that the other day and it's been years I'll be like oh I want a lamp just like that but they're real expensive now yeah it was a quality lamp I was moving and I should have I was being lazy and I tripped in like the little the thing that goes on top of the lampshade fell off and fell over the balcony and shattered and I just sat there and like like utter sadness and just cried and weeped like a newborn baby and my husband was like girl let's go like you can buy another lamp and I was like but my friend I've had this lamp forever I was distraught now it's gone but (laughs) I tried to hold on to it without without the lampshade too and he was like well maybe you can buy another lampshade because you know like home goods and stuff just sell lampshades Mm-hmm. I could not find one that complimented that base like that. I was so hurt. <sighs> That's something, folks, if you don't ever want to be in this situation, and take a picture. Yeah. They like it. And then it just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no surprise. But, well, I, was, but I would rather that, like, I do like a surprise. Like, I like surprise gifts. But, um, you know, sometimes you, hit, you miss the mark. And that's okay. <laughs> 
Huh? Sometimes you <laughs> miss the mark and that's okay. But yeah, so sentimental value means things. Like, and I, I have, I'm, I think I'm a hoarder that way. Like I have a hard time getting rid of things that have sentimental value. Like when somebody gives me something, if you like, if somebody thinks enough about me to give me a gift, I'd be trying to hold on to it for dear life. I get that. Especially like, what do you call those things? Um, greeting cards. When they take the yes. time to write things in it, I just mm-hmm. be like, oh, why did you do this? Because now I can't throw it away. Um, I'm just at this point now where I, I just keep too many things. I'm just like, I have to get rid of things. Yeah. But if someone writes something heartfelt, I'll hold on to it. See, I was like that too. And now I have boxes and boxes of like birthday cards, thank you cards, whatever cards from like when I was a teenager and my husband was like, why, what are we doing with these? And I was like, (laughs) he's like, you don't, you never open them to reread them. Like like, they're just here. And I was like, I don't want to throw somebody's words away. You know what I'm saying? Like they took the time to pour into this card and I want to hold that piece and make, who knows? Like maybe when I'm long gone, my kids will be like, oh my God, look at people, look at all the nice things people had to say about our Mm -hmm. mom. Yep. Who who was this version? Like, cause we <laughs> we didn't get this version of her. <laughs> but I, you know, I try to keep it for that reason. But I might have to break down and get rid of it because I want to be tidy. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I digress. I went off on a whole tangent again. My daughter like seems to not care that I'm doing something. Anyway, I think that wraps up this week's ism. What do you think, Stace? Yeah, and I have a note to self that I have oh. to remember everything you give me just in case. <laughs> do oh, do no, not just gift it to me. Mm. That would suck. That would be so horrible. I'd feel horrible. Oh man, I'm gonna tell oh, you my now. God. My memory ain't what it used God. to be. I would be sorry. so pissed. I would just. Like you would know because immediately I would turn cold and you would be like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> this is where that came from. <laughs> I'd be like, I know, damn. Well, you didn't just re-gift me that I gave you something back in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Wow. <laughs> mm. Okay. Looking around like, do I have anything <laughs> that I need to put in a special place and label it? <laughs> do not be. Oh my God. What was that? I was watching and this lady said that her friends would gift her things that she didn't really like. And so she'd just put it in the closet. But when they came over, she'd put them out. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, you still have the pillows I bought you still do? <laughs> Got you right here. <laughs> That's a lot of work. I'm telling it sure you. is. <clears throat> Nope, didn't like it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But that's really, you don't tell people you don't. Is it? How, you can do it in a tactful way. But I don't think saying I don't like this is rude. You can say thank you for thinking of me, but this is not really my style. I don't think that's rude. I think it's rude to be like, ew, I don't want that. That's rude. But like, thank, like I'm thanking you for the gesture. Just, you missed the mark. I don't think, I'm going to say anything wrong with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Tell me shit. <laughs> Some people be like, I just rather you, you know, get the money back and I don't have to hear nothing about it. Or give people something and don't ask about it again. Like, oh, how's that such and such working out for you? <laughs> and they just like, um, about that. So gift it and forget it. Yep. That, never, that works never, too. gave it away <clears throat> I think I did that once though I asked somebody about something and I was thinking to myself they probably don't have it no more <laughs> we'll see what they come up with <laughs> yeah all right <clears throat> all right let's get into this week's ramblings oh so with um COVID and everybody having to well at least for me work from home mm-hmm I started watching a lot of YouTube, <laughs> right? a lot right. of YouTube. It's just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much things on YouTube. And one of the things I found on YouTube and 
it's you know how people record stuff and then mm-hmm. i don't know if it's legal anymore but they they put it on youtube so you don't have to go to the network channel and watch it because <clears throat> i don't get most of these channels anyway because i have limited basic cable so anyway i started watching this one show um it's a um actually two reality tv shows and last weekend i was watching um you know how they do the reunions every season or whatever I was watching this reunion and it was like the culmination of everything that happened and without giving away the show name I'm just gonna tell you what happened like throughout the season and you might have seen it um so it's the show all, name and I'll know <laughs> all black people now I want you to guess I want to see who next oh, okay black people who you know it was supposed to be about you know black empowerment black people making moves doing you know business-wise Gosh, no. Um, If I ever start watching that, I'm going to need you to call somebody. The Real Housewives? Um, I'm not, I didn't even give you any more. You can't guess. Okay, you said black people. I'm thinking of black reality. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, they were supposed to be like in business. It was like, let's show like black people can come together in business and we can be successful. Yada, yada, blah. It turned into, that was supposed to be the main storyline. The main storyline turned into the drama of their lives where the main characters the husband ended up cheating on his wife and getting another woman pregnant. And that played out in the show. Mm -hmm. And she had the baby and then the side chick is like just running her mouth. And I'm just like, you're a side chick. Like you should be on the side. Be Mm -hmm. on the side and be quiet because you ain't, this don't make you look good. Um, Being in a, in a, in a, in a, um, a contributing to adultery. Mm-mm. but anyway so they had the baby and he's like treating his wife like trash one minute he's like i want you back i want my family back that's what's important to me and then the next minute he's calling his wife a, ch- a side a side piece oh, yeah he's trash um so anyway that's the storyline and that's pretty much what it was about the whole time and then new people came in and you know when they add new people to store stories you gotta it takes a while to get warm to them so they were very like, I'm going to say guarded. They were quick to talk about everybody else's business, but they didn't tell anybody else theirs. So and when someone asked about it, they got offended. Like, why would you ask me this in this way? So do you know what I'm talking about? What show it is? No, I have I don't have no idea. You ever seen it? Okay. Because the main- I don't watch that, many, that much reality TV. Um, so it's Love and Marriage Huntsville. Have Love you and Marriage. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. It's this like, what's Huntsville, Alabama? Yeah. Um, so it's That's about one of my schools. Yeah, baby. So it's about that. So like, I don't know. I think I came in on like season two, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching it last week and I started thinking about these people, they're on TV. This is just one example. These people they are on TV and they have their lives played out like good, bad, and ugly. And I thought to myself, like, what makes y'all continue to do this? To keep coming back for more, to keep looking like fools on TV. And do you think it's okay? Is it the money? So Uh, yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about this. So in light of that, my long ramble, two questions we want to talk about. What is it that keeps people participating and coming back for more? And that's the actors and the people consuming the content. And along the lines of, you know, the new people came on, but they really weren't trying to share information. What do you think, why do you think people feel you owe them information about you? And that goes both ways, that example on the show. And then when you think about celebrities, quote unquote, like, the paparazzi or the media or, you know, people sitting on their computers, they feel that they are supposed to know every part of their lives. And if you're not telling them something, it's something wrong with the person. So I'll start. What is you're it? asking like? me? Because I was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sitting over here listening to your question and I'm cracking up because... I am the person in the audience who feels like you owe me an explanation. 
you behaved this way on national television and now I need to know why. And you need to tell me why, because you decided to come on television for whatever reason you chose. You decided to come up off in here acting like this. And now when it's come to the reunion and I have questions, you need to answer them. And you need to give me the full explanation because I need rationale for why you got on here behaving the way you did. Because I know your mama didn't raise you like that. And if she did raise you like that, I need to know that as well. Because this is what you signed up for. And I'm consuming it because the drama compels me. Mm. The drama compels me. Mm-hmm. I think that sums that up. You're living a life that I am not, cannot, or will not live. And I'm interested because this is something outside of my, it's outside of my reach, it's outside of my reality. And here I am sitting on my couch eating some Cheerios and I'm trying to see, well, why? Look at these people out here on this yacht. Look at these people <laughs> on these private jets. Look, at, they ain't got no no goods, there's no home train. Look at them acting like that. Oh, that's a cute outfit. Oh, that's cute. This, is, that, is that a restaurant here? I need to go there. All of these things, I'm taking all that, all that in and I'm watching you behave this way. And then at the end, I need to understand why were you acting up like that, girl? Why was you behaving like that? I need to understand why. Tell, tell me how come when. That's very interesting. The drama compels me. Yeah. I, like I mean, just like the one we were talking about last week, the um, show I'd be watching, the guy who was acting up on the show, he didn't come to the reunion. He didn't. He did, he came, he came and he tried to like answer some questions with his media training and then his his true self came out of pocket and then he just left and I was like see you need to come back and answer these questions sir because I need answers I need to understand why you got you got to come back on here and explain yourself because sometimes they act a fool on tv and then they watch it back and they're like oh shit I did that yeah you did that and now we we all want to understand what the fuck he was thinking well, and he didn't feel like he owed nobody an explanation. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to know. Tell me to my face over dinner. I want to know. Well, darn. For me, I think it's like the cliffhanger. If it's a good cliffhanger. And I'll just be like, partially what you said now, I got now I want to know what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll tune in and then you know, you'll be depending on the show, irritated, like this is trash. But you just <laughs> need to know what happened next. Right. And then you just keep watching after you find out what happened. And there's another yep. cliffhanger. What happened next? <laughs> but that's good TV. That is good TV when they do it that way. I'm like, look mm-hmm. at these writers over here and they acting all good. Come on now. Um, so I remember when the real world came out. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like, was that like the first real foray into reality TV on MTV? I remember using to used to watch that and it was really good. It started out really, really, really good. Then it got terrible. Um, and I know, you know, Tammy Roman. Mm-hmm, that's what she yeah, does. Started. Started. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still doing reality, ain't she? Hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, them checks, them checks be clearing. Yeah. So I'm wondering, curious, like how much money are these people making to make you feel okay to be on TV acting a fool? And they say that it's edited and it's acting. Yeah, I get it. But you have to give them something to edit. And is it not embarrassing? Like you over here fighting over nonsense. You're over here making your, your ex-wife, the child, mother of your children, look a fool on TV. And you're okay with that. Like the money's that good? I don't know. Well, I-, I just looked up because one of the shows that I used to watch is uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And they were saying that uh, Rashida was pulling in 25000 per episode. Per episode. Mm-hmm. So I would sh- absolutely. <laughs> Look at deal. <laughs> well, okay. dang it. And you can talk about what you want to say about me. You know why? Because I'm going to take my $25,000 yeah. an episode. Because they, they get about, what, 30 episodes per season? A lot of money for no and so reason. I'm gonna take my little twenty five thousand dollars per episode in your judgment <laughs> and get and go to my go to my um paid for a home <laughs> and I give two fucks about what you got to say okay <laughs> let me tell you how I can't find an F to give about your opinions when I'm making that kind of money please y'all can kiss my behind she's ratchet she sure is <laughs> you don't know me 
so, all you see is what they what they let you see on TV. Right. Now, you know, with reality, your whole family's involved with reality TV. And sometimes. Sometimes, right. So if your contract is, you know, let's see the family and people have access to your husband and your children, and then rumors start coming out about your husband and, you know, how does that affect your children? Is that something you think you would continue on? Or do you think that's like, okay, it's still cut the check? Okay, let's, ooh, what kind of rumors? And, and then let's just make this clear. Everyone who's appearing in my is getting a check. That's right. how it works. So we all getting paid. So if I'm getting 25,000 per episode, then my husband's getting 25,000 per episode. The kids are getting paid for their appearances because they're not coming on TV for free. Like everybody's getting paid. So we got checks rolling in. So this is a job, right? So I just want to make that clear. And then what are the rumors exactly? It, it, all the, so there's always rumors when there's married people, the husband's mm-hmm. always cheating and has a side baby. Um, okay. That's it's usually the, the, the storyline. I don't know why. Um, or the wife is cheating um, right. and the baby may not be the husband. Um, they're, they're financially bankrupt. Um, what's another one? They're criminals and crooks. They're stealing money from their organization. And like, I think as adults, you can deal with that. But right. when you as have children, children right. who are old enough and then they're going to school, that's something I wonder about. Like the kids, they're going to school. You know, other kids are watching these shows. And, oh, that's why your daddy cheated on your mommy and you got a bastard brother or something crazy. Um, if it yeah. ever got like that and the children are suffering, is that worth the money? I think that, I mean, I think there's bullying. Because that's what that is, Bullying. I think there's mm-hmm. bullying on every level, on whatever tax bracket that your children are in. And there's always going to be something, regardless of if we were famous and we were in, in um, mm-hmm. reality TV or not. Because, you know, uh, what's his name? Beyonce and Jay-Z are not in reality TV. And people always got rumors about them and their, and their children. So I, I, I think it's about equipping your children with the skills and tools to be able to be confident and defend themselves the way they feel like the way they, they need to um I think is important because you know and that's regardless of what the situation is because people are always going to talk shit regardless and it's just making our children feel comfortable in our unit in our household and making them feel like you know they don't have to be bothered by what somebody else has to say about them and how they live in their life because they don't know them and, and if you know explain to my kids if they're your friends, they wouldn't say those nasty things to you. So obviously those aren't your friends. Because hmm. okay. I mean, unfortunately, that's the world. We can't shield children from reality because they're going to have haters anyway. We all did. I mean, my parents weren't famous and kids are, kids, kids are assholes. They, they just are. And they say hateful shit because they hateful. <laughs> <laughs> or they you know or their parents are hateful and they're teaching them hate like whatever the situation is kids are mean but you tell them that you don't care about their goddamn feelings and then you get into this brand new mercedes that your mama just bought and we can go buy some ice cream mm. or this maserati or you know this bugatti or whoever whatever the expensive cars are <laughs> okay i think i think you know i don't know but i think i would do something different like if i'm exposing if what i'm doing my actions are exposing them to um ill will or bad feelings and it's affecting them mm-hmm. like affecting them and i think for me i think i would sorry would probably stop if because you don't have to do reality tv you don't have to like the money's good, the check's good, that's great. But then you're going to spend all that money on therapy because your kids couldn't get past that. I know it's not real. I know they're just doing this to hurt me. But now I'm affected and it's affecting other parts of the, my life. Personally, I would like to think I would, you know, pull them out of it, out of the equation. And maybe once the contract is up, be done with it. Because in my opinion, not worth it. But, and I always wonder about the, the, the little children, especially they're old enough right. to defend themselves. It's um, unfortunate that they're still children mm-hmm. and they're still developing and they're not as strong as Other adults. Even right. adults have taken their lives off of some nonsense reality TV from trolls. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it got that bad? And you have people who are that hate-filled in this world. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. And they couldn't handle it. And for me, I would like to think that I would just be like, nope, this is going too far. You have to know the line. I guess before you start, you need to um, know when is enough is enough. Like, you know what? This done crossed my line and we're not doing this anymore. Um, yeah. And hopefully, you know, people have savings <laughs> didn't just go blow it all on things and um, can live happily ever after outside of the spotlight after you move your whole family because the kids are not adjusting well. Right. Well, I, I think that that's a, uh, a good point that you make because like if it's got to the point where like my kids are like depressed or like they're feeling suicidal or, you know, me and my husband are feeling suicidal or like it's really taking like a detriment or like a, a hard hit and that's, you know, a conversation because like I said, it's a job. This is how we make our money. But I wouldn't want any way of, I, I wouldn't want any financial compensation to you know, dictate our, our well-being um, yeah. or our emotional or physical well-being. So, or mental well-being. So like, I think that would be a conversation to figure out like how, you know, we can move forward. But if it's just like people saying shit that don't mean shit, like, you know, the people don't know you and people don't know us. Like you some of that stuff you gotta let roll off your shoulders. But I feel like that's the kind of teachings that I got as a kid. And that's the type of stuff that I want to teach. Like my kids, like you can't, put your stock in people who don't know you because people people don't people don't say shit because that's what people do people everybody, like my stepdad said everybody got an ass everybody got an asshole that don't mean it don't stink like you just gotta ignore some time ignore people sometimes so I feel like it's it's different if they're saying something to you and there's no stock in it versus like if it's based in reality like if there was infidelity or if there was um say I was on TV fighting somebody and they was like, your mama is ghetto. She ain't got no class and she always being ignorant. Like that would be something like that's, that's based in reality. But if it was just like rumors, mm-hmm. it's, I can't do nothing. Like you're going to say what you're going to say. I can't do nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just me. But I'm also speaking on the outside looking at, I've never been in this situation so I could say what I would do. And then if I was in the situation, it could be completely different. Right, absolutely. All right, so the next point is kind of relates to the question about what keeps people participating and coming back for more. So I'm going to read something um, and then we're going to go to the next point. So in September of this year, there was a piece titled The Real Appeal of Reality Stars by Julia Matreau. So that was published, what did I say, September of this year. And in it, she states, many people have guilty pleasures. And for some of us, it's reality television. While shows like American Idol feature talented singers, others like Big Brother draw viewers by featuring ordinary contestants or outrageous socialites. Many people on these latter shows have no groundbreaking talent except getting into fights and spending a lot of money. Um, As explored in a paper by sociologist Laura Grinstaff, and an aside real quick. So there have been scholarly articles written about this topic. So that's very interesting. Um, as explored in a paper by sociologist Laura Grinstaff, the reason why we like watching these shows is because of the ordinariness of these people or characters. They may act like your over-the-top family member or someone that you knew from high school. So would you agree or disagree with that reason that I just read for why you like watching said shows? They may act like you're over the top family member or someone you knew from high school. It's like, it's some familiar familiarity. familiarity. Uh, sure. I can, I'm trying to think like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I don't know anybody in my real life who behaves that way. <laughs> the, over the shows I've seen. So I'm just like, it's like, not- I don't no. It, but it's probably not somebody that you're still in touch with but I'm sure at some point we've all in, encountered somebody who behaves like a fraction of the, the way that this person behaves and then on tv it's just magnified like 
say take the guy I sent you in the video for instance like we've I think we've all in, in some way or form encountered a guy who is disrespectful to women or manipulative of women mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this guy was just doing it on a on a larger scale mm -hmm. right so we so we've I think that's what's like damn like I knew that some dudes were trash but this dude is like real trash you know like you know what I'm saying <laughs> like that's why I'm like I you know I can kind of see where she's coming from like <clears throat> you know with the somebody we know or a family member because I know somebody on that on not at that level but in that's in the same in the same uh neighborhood if you will okay got you I'm still trying to think like I have ratchet family members um but I've never seen them behave in such a but maybe if you put a camera on them <laughs> or, not, or or if you set the situation the right way or like, like right, I said right. and they don't even have to be you know necessarily family members but like like I said anybody that you've even encountered that you may you know that you work with or have worked with or anyone that you've that you know you were starting to build a relationship with and were like oh we can't be friends because you have triggering characteristics they could be the person that you know that you see on tv and that's probably why you didn't fool with them because they didn't have no good sense it could be a, a plus i think that we've all like i said encountered those um big personalities that show up on television and probably not necessarily in the show that you're watching now but definitely on a reality tv show like i, I can probably find at least one person that i've encountered that i was like it was gonna be a no for me mm. <laughs> <laughs> let me think what else do i watch that one and there's another one um uh, Potomac, Potomac. What's the first part of it? Oh, the Real Housewives. Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. <laughs> so I found that again. Being home watching YouTube, like what? What is this? Um. So yeah, and it's. I mm, I it, mm, I I just want to know what's gonna happen next. I just I, suck you in, friend. People, what is wrong with them? Judging and then, but like you said, it's scripted the producers will ask certain questions and it'll bring certain things out yep. and they'd be like, probably like, dang, I'll let you take me there. Yeah. The but other draw is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying the other draw is watching people who I knew before the reality TV show. Like mm -hmm. I watched the Braxtons because I am a Tony Braxton stan. And I was like, oh my God, there's more of you? Absolutely have to watch. Mm-hmm. Like huh? That. That was a good show. I love, and I love Tony. I love her and her sisters. And I was trying to find her in LA. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what that store is. I just wanted to say hi. Because I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm not a stalker. I'm just a huge yeah, fan. I'm, I'm sure. I'm okay. <laughs> Whatever. Like, that's probably why they don't be like showing that exact like location. But sometimes they be at the restaurants and I'm like, oh, y'all go there. I go there too driving around see a movie crew like this is where we're eating tonight <laughs> <laughs> you just see me in the background <laughs> with my thumbs up it's me <laughs> i made oh, it have mercy i love tony i just want to tell her hello and i think that she's amazing are there but, any good huh are there any good wholesome reality shows that you can think of? Oh no, like, right? no, because then that wouldn't be reality TV. That's the like the drama is why people watch. I feel like for me, I'd probably be fired the first season. Cause you're gonna get me into that one contract. But then they're like, she don't say nothing. She don't be trying to start trouble. She be trying to defuse situations. It's like no drama from this one. You gotta go. Hmm, because they'll they'll one they will appreciate that and then two they would see like they probably shoot me and you together because we'd be goofy and so like that's entertaining but like I don't think it necessarily has to be like ratchet moments but then they would find the type of person that does trigger you and then just try to put them around you as much as possible mm -hmm. and that's not gonna work 
they'd be like, oh, Stacy hates this person because, well, not hates, but like Stacy doesn't like this person's behavior because they, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that you don't anything. like. Huh? Could be anything. It could be anything. Like, I don't be, like the way they because they cluck, because they cluck their tongue when they talk. She cannot stand that. We're gonna put them right next to Stacy at dinner, like something like that. Yeah, that'd be problematic. And in the contract, it'd probably be like you have to stay there. You cannot leave, or you're not getting paid. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Because I'd be wondering, like, why they be going on trips with each other? Because they like, have it, to, you know, and, right? And it's paid. I mean, I'm going. You can put. Look, I would go with Voldemort. If they were like, you can, we're going, you can go to Paris for two weeks and we'll pay for it, but Voldemort is going. Well, come on, Voldemort, let's go. Shoot. <clears throat> I, mm, child, some of, mm, I'm, mm, listen. I'm dropping my ass in first class still. and having a good time. But it's hard to have a good time when you got dumb people that you have to be around. And I'm just like, my piece ain't for sale. If I have to go contractually and if I don't go, you're going to charge me? Yeah. Or find me? I'm going. And I'm going to do everything I can to skate outside the lines of this contract, but not, um, not, how do you say, not um, breaking it, but just being right there. Like, mm, that's a loophole. <laughs> you said I have to be around them. You didn't say I have to be in the same, uh, you know, you didn't say how many feet I had to be away from these people or close to these people. Right. So they're over there. I'm over yonder in the other, um, tiki hut or something <laughs> i can see y'all what y'all talking about all right now <laughs> shut the door nobody got time for that but yeah that's just that would be horrible like if they didn't fire me then i just have to quit because it's not for me personally peace is not for sale i mean i would just find one or two people that i do vibe with and i would just sit next to them and i would sit my my free cocktails and things you know <laughs> I would, I'm to, like, hmm. like I said, it's a job. And I'm just like, I need my, my 25,000 is on the way. The check, <laughs> it will clear today. And um, I'm just going to sip this extra dry gin martini and ignore Voldemort. Have your headphones on, jamming. I would own. just, I would be in my own. I, but see, I am an Aquarius and I am the queen of icing somebody out. I, pfft, I can make people feel like they don't want to be around me because I did you say something? I didn't <laughs> like in in the room full of other people, people have spoken to me that I don't talk to and I will act like you don't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't what? Did you hear someone say something to you? Who? No, I don't. I'm not doing that. Is All my right, check so- ready? Cool. Right. <laughs> The next one, um, I want to read another snippet. So this appears to be a blog post. I, I don't know what it is, but I found it on medium.com. It's called Priscilla Flores. Anyway, in 2017, um, she had a post titled Drawing the Line Between Television and Reality, a closer look into our modern world's dependence on the unrealistic expectations of the media and why we need to hit the reverse button. So in it, the author states, television and movies become an escape for us, but sometimes so much so that it can trick our brains into believing that what we saw on the screen is real or can lead us to mimic our own lives after it. I've seen that. Um, She goes on to say, Dr. Brad Gorman of Syracuse University had this to say, all TV shows, not just reality shows, help construct scenarios that demonstrate how some behaviors will be rewarded or punished. Gorm said, the concern is that frequent viewers of these shows will learn these behaviors, see them as desirable, and then model them in the actual real world. A dependence on television weakens our sense of self and can also have a drastic effect on our self-esteem. So a question, have you seen this or similar scenarios play out amongst those in your circle as a result of their draw to reality TV? Have you seen people, and maybe not in your circle, just people. I was about to say no in my circle. Yeah, people around trying Uh. to like mimic these behaviors that these quote-unquote reality oh yeah all the time i mean shit i live in black hollywood (laughs) this is like the land of impersonate reality tv people um absolutely but and i think that's where like 
living beyond, like keeping up with the Joneses and living beyond your means comes from, yeah. because you see these people doing, and like half, half the time, the people on TV don't own the homes that they're in. They aren't paying for the trips they're going on. They, you know, the, the outfits they're wearing are props or whatever. They don't own them, but people out here trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and got their rent paid, but they have, um, you know, this new Birkin bag or they're going on this trip so that they can post it on social media, how they live in their best life. No, mm -hmm. like I, I see it all the time, but no, I don't have them in my circle because I don't, excuse me, I don't need people with that broken mentality around me. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I've seen it and I've seen how detrimental reality TV and social media influence can be on people who think that that's the status quo. That's unfortunate. Very much unfortunate. Same here. My circle, yeah, don't nobody <clears throat> behave that way. Or they, they, uh, mm, their self-esteem, self-worth is just at a, another place where they don't feel the need to do all that to get attention. Mm -hmm. But I have seen it um, around. Be like, okay, why is everybody now doing this? Because they saw it on TV. Right. And if like, they hit it rich, we might hit it big too. Uh-oh. Um, and hey, if, if it works for you, it's unfortunate that, you know, this is where we're at in the world. Right. To make a dollar. And then then there's consumers who are just consuming this, this, this um, content. It makes me sad. And sometimes I'm like, like there's certain shows I just won't watch. I'm like, my brain cells can only tolerate these two right now. <laughs> anything else I can't because I'm gonna feel like just just no this is not right and there have been times in the past where if I watch it I'm like oh I feel guilty I shouldn't have watched that that's not me the heck is that but then it's like what's gonna happen next <laughs> so yeah I've seen it but not in my in my circle yeah but I, I also think you see it in your circle if that's where you are in your life Mm -hmm. and that's that's just not where we are yeah man all right that was a good good discussion stace thanks for that mm -hmm. does that wrap up this week's ramblings it does according to you <laughs> what you were like oh that was good oh well no go. i wasn't saying that was good like that i said i was just saying like i, no, I don't think i would have thought about uh, reality TV in this manner. No, it's it's done. That was it. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Number four, and that's done. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up this week's ramblings. Let um, the uh, announcements for this week. If I could talk, uh, we will not have an episode come out next week, so there will be no episode December 29th. So, with that being said, for those who celebrate, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Anything you want to say, Stace? Uh -uh. All right. Survival Skills 101. Mine is, if it is out of your control, it should be out of your mind. Don't waste time and energy on things and people that don't serve you. I like that. If it's out of your control, it should be out of your mind. Mm. Well, well. Well, God loves you. And with that, govern yourselves accordingly. Amen to that. All right. Thank you for listening to A City at Our Table Present. Black. Peace.